Welcome to On the Side with Jackie London, a BS-free podcast where we're talking all things food, nutrition, and wellness to help you build healthier habits that stick. As a registered dietitian, author, journalist, and former clinician turned content creator, I've heard and seen it all. Join me each week as I debunk diet myths, explore the latest wellness trends, and answer all of your pressing listener questions. Plus, we'll hear from a guest who will kick off each interview weekly with a soup-to-nuts rundown and, okay, sometimes analysis of what they're eating, cooking, ordering in, or where they're dining out with tons of delicious ideas, lots of laughs, and plenty of pro tips in between. The one thing I can actually guarantee, I'll serve up tangible, actionable strategies to help you apply the science behind what works to what works best for you. Welcome back, you guys. It's me, Jackie London, host of On The Side with Jackie London. Let me just get super real with you guys for a second. If you are a person on planet Earth who eats food, which, I mean, you do, you are, (laughs) because you need to eat in order to live. Well, today's guest may very well be a household name for you. Kristen Kish is the pinnacle of Top Chefs, in my opinion. I mean, I think in most people's opinion, frankly. But actually... If you don't know Kristen, she is the winner of season 10 of Bravo's Top Chef. She's the author of Kristen Kish Cooking, the host of Fast Foodies on True TV, and chef of her own damn restaurant called Arlo Gray by Kristen Kish in Austin, Texas. We talked about everything from the joys of sherbet to the lameness of supplement powders. Well, it was mostly me talking about the lameness of supplement powders, but okay, I digress. Um, we talked about what Kristen's eating while she's on set filming Fast Foodies on True TV, and she shared her process for designing a menu at your own restaurant, which I thought was fascinating, and ranks her top three favorite fries and where to find them. Let me tell you, you're gonna be very curious about that one, guys. She also shared with me what she thinks is the most underrated cooking ingredient, which literally blew my mind, and the common spice rack staple that she's using to maintain a friendly relationship with her new furry neighbors. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of today's episode, so if you haven't seen Fast Foodies yet, definitely check it out. It's time. It's time. Just binge the first season on True TV and stay tuned because season two is coming your way ASAP. All right, let's get into it. The one and only Kristen Kish. Okay, I want you to tell our audience about the cayenne and the groundhog first. <laughs> okay, we gotta kick so it I off on like the right note. <laughs> I feel like your audience knows a lot about spices and the health benefits of things and what it can do for inflammation and like you know what? mosquito bites or something. I, don't I know. hope what what can it do? What can it do for mosquito bites? What can it do for your hair? What can it do for your resume? I don't. They can do a lot of <laughs> spices. Can do anything. <laughs> So obviously being in the culinary field that I am, we have a a myriad of spices just like thrown about the kitchen. And so when we moved to this house and we were amongst nature, we have things (laughs) like groundhogs. And so we were walking around the house and I was like, there's like a hole. Like there's like definitely something's digging. And I was like, what is it? And then we saw a really fat groundhog. Um, I shouldn't say fat. But we're well, talking well, about groundhog. I, I mean, okay. it's a groundhog. We're okay. not trying to body shame the groundhog. Right. I feel like he knows. Okay. He's been eating a lot of garbage. Okay. He's uh, he's chubby. Um, right. he's, he's round. He's round. He's a rotund. He's a rotund, he's a rotund groundhog. groundhog. Uh, he's he's a well fed. fed. <laughs> so we were walking around the house and I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do. 
And so there's this humane way you call a company, they come catch it, then they release it back. And I was like, okay, listen, I don't need to go through the motions of all that. Also, I don't really want to Google the right number and schedule someone to come out here. And I was like, all natural <laughs> remedies, um, which we've gotten really good at doing for other insects and things, which I'll, I'll come back to. But we it said, it. sprinkle cayenne around the, the hole. So it says, fill in the hole when you know the groundhog's not in there. And then you sprinkle cayenne all over it. And so it did just that. And knock on wood, that's, seemingly all good. That's why they call her the top chef, folks. I mean, it. cayenne. <laughs> I, I buy cayenne, cayenne and I go through it by like quarts and quarts of it just because of this <laughs> silly groundhog. What if he just rang, he rang the doorbell. He was like, I would like Coco Vat tonight. <laughs> And you would have to listen. I've been, preheat. I've been trying to feed the deers. Oh, that's so nice. But they don't they, want you. I know. They don't know. want my food. <laughs> that's. They don't even know. They don't even know. This is it. This is a high price ticket, deer. Okay. This is a very <laughs> special thing, and you're missing out. <laughs> I sometimes stand outside in the front driveway, and I like. Like, as if I'm calling a dog, like, wave, like, a mildly um, brown, yellow squash that I know I'm not going to eat. And I just kind of wave it. But it just kind of looks yeah. at me and it never. They're like, no. Oh, I know. But you did try. You tried. You made the effort. Where, where are you going grocery shopping now that you live, now that you're living your country lifestyle? Oh, we're not. We're definitely not in I the know. country. I like calling it. I like calling it. Country. Now that you're living in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> we literally live um like two miles from Whole Foods. So Okay. Okay. All right. So it hasn't changed too and, much. Is what and, you're saying. And, and Trader Joe's. Now we just drive to Whole Foods instead of walk to Whole Foods. Like there's a Trader Joe's, there's a Whole Foods, there's a stop and shop, Whoa. there's home goods, there's Marshalls, there's like nice shops if you just go down to the other and Whoa. I don't know. We I like to say we're in nature and country because the plot of land yeah. we are on is surrounded by none of the new houses yet just like all greenery but literally you walk up to the like we're on a cul-de-sac and you walk and then you're on a main road by listen other houses, so. here's the thing most people will not relate to this but i personally as a true city kid just feel yeah. that you're fully in nature i mean i'm looking at your window you've got trees that's nature that's of nature. You can come over. Um, you can go to the Trader Joe's and our home is open to you. So you don't have to drive immediately back. Oh, my God. And then we can eat elote corn chips on my back patio because we have, you have patio furniture. furniture. You're a suburbanite. <laughs> now you are true. Now you're really in nature. By the way, Kristen, what are you drinking right now? Can we talk about oh. it? What is that? It looks delightful. Yeah, it's a passion fruit green tea that we brew and then I keep it. Or we, Bianca brewed and puts it in the refrigerator um, because she knows I like it. And most things I like Aww. to either feed myself or quench my thirst, I don't like making myself. So for up Interesting. To me, okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Let's go back to that. Yeah. So like, tell us about, let's start with breakfast. Breakfast time, no breakfast? I don't, I don't do breakfast. With, even when I'm at home or working or on the road or at the restaurant, wherever I am, I'm not a breakfast person. So I wake up. Um, probably I'd say on average, God, it depends if I'm like catching a flight, I'm up at like 4am, which I normally catch (laughs) flights early. Um, if I'm at the restaurant, I'm up around eight. Okay. Um, If I'm like at home, like today I woke up at seven 30, 
did I want to stay in bed a little longer? Yes, but I could. Desperately, yeah. It's but also no. because living in the suburbs, I go to bed a little bit earlier if I'm not working. That is impressive. That is That would be one reason. It would be like a whole new sleep schedule for me, oh, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Just a different story. Okay, so no breakfast. What about coffee? Yes, okay, so I'm a big coffee person. Um, I drink, I'm an espresso coffeeer. Okay, beautiful, love um, it. We have two machines, one for decaf and one for regular calf and the bigger cups. Whoa. It's a thing. I'm also hashtag like I work. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. Kristen, full transparency. Kristen works with Nespresso, but the fact that they have two. A long time user is amazing. So we had one Nespresso machine because we've had it for a long time, long before I started working with them. And then I started working with them and they sent me a new updated machine. So therefore now we have two, but whatever. That sounds so lame. No. What do you mean? Why does it sound lame? It sounds, it sounds heavenly. It actually sounds like the, that's living the dream. Two Nespresso machines is living. It's like, <laughs> I sound so stupid. That's my okay. definition of heaven. That I, I mean, you're sounds so stupid. We have a lot, we got a lot of places we're going. This conversation is going a lot of places. Okay. And right, this, so is, no this is easily, this is probably going to be the, the most glorious, glamorous two Nespresso machines is easily it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it's, I don't do breakfast and it's not out of anything other than just, I'm not hungry in the morning and I feel like I need to wake up. I need to hydrate. So I drink, um, lemon, ginger water. I drink green, my green powder water thing that Uh I started doing. And then I moved to coffee and then typically to work out. I can't work out after I'm done eating. So once I hit a perfect time in the day, like working out is not an option. So if I don't do it by like 11, it's not happening. Because yeah. then okay. I start to like get hungry. And right. so then, um, I still have yet to eat anything. I'll eat after this. And it's not a conscious thing. I just wait yeah. until I feel like I have my liquids. I drink my coffee. I get my workout done. And then I'm hungry. Yeah, I hear that. I totally hear that. I love I love this prioritization of hydration also. Uh-huh. Like that you're like, I got to hydrate in the morning. Well, <laughs> got to hydrate. Got to get my coffee. If I that's don't I'm do doing. it in the morning, it's not going to happen. And so yeah. I, I know myself Ooh, and the good. things that I procrastinate and the things yeah. that I'm really bad at, I need to like prioritize at the beginning of the day because as the day goes, there's no chance of me recovering <laughs> my shitty mistake that I make in the morning. You know? I totally, totally know. I totally know. I totally hear that a lot. I feel a little bit like I used to relate to this a lot. And now I feel like my entire lifestyle with the pandemic, for whatever reason, flipped Mm. over. So like anything that I would have done in the morning, like working out, (laughs) like hydrating, (laughs) I'm doing that at night. It's fully like it's 11 p.m. and I'm chugging the water and I'm I could be, you know, doing a little run. Like it's just everything is flipped. It's flipped in the opposite direction. I don't recommend that, by the way. I wouldn't call that advice. I would just just share an anecdote. (laughs) Wait, so I have a question. So I recently and by recently, I mean yesterday um, started. So I just got done filming um, my show Fast Foodies. Okay, we got to talk about that. I have so many questions. So I don't I don't eat very healthy when I'm filming TV. It just, it just does not happen, especially when we're filming fast foodies. Right. And so, um, when I came home, I was like, Oh God, I feel like I haven't eaten a vegetable and I don't know how long (laughs) a a raw vegetable that wasn't like iceberg lettuce on a burger. So I bought these, these green packets and it has like all like the probiotics, prebiotics, green things, spirulina, vitamins, all the shit put into one little packet. 
do those actually work? Mm. Or am I like, like basically falling into like major consumerism? I would, yeah, I was going to ask my follow-up to that is how much did they cost you before I answer this? Oh God. Okay. For (laughs) 30 individual packets. So basically Mm -hmm. for a month's worth of these things, it was like $130. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Is that bad? Call me next time you just call, you just send me a text and be like, what is it? Here's the thing. So like, so it's fine. It's just the flowers of different vegetables, a little stabilization. And interestingly, and this is where I feel upset with the probiotic claim, because like most probiotics that would be beneficial would have to stay in the fridge and be enormous. So like how they get into a powder, (laughs) (laughs) how they get there. These, these, these packets, I don't Uh have to keep in the refrigerator. Now, if you get the big one, the non-travel size one, you have to keep it in the refrigerator. Huh? Interesting. You know what else is convenient for vegetables? An apple. You could, that would be a fruit. <gasps> but like, also, you could take that. You, <laughs> you might. Just, I could eat apple chips. I but you I feel could, like, yeah. In order to, so here's my tra- like my logic. Mm-hmm. This is better <laughs> than if I didn't drink all this stuff because I certainly wouldn't be eating this much fruit. I also don't like fruit, but fruits and huh. vegetables. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. Tell me. So it makes my stomach hurt. Oh, oh, I, is it certain types? It's like apples, cherries, peaches. Is it stone fruit too? I'm allergic to stone fruit, so I don't eat those anymore. So uh, Bianca told me that eating fruit on an empty stomach is better than eating fruit after you're done eating because fruit digests faster than like the burger that I just ate. And so what happens is it sits up here and I think it's like acid. Mm. And as it, I don't know. Well, okay. true. This, it's not, it's not really true. It, the, there's part of it that's true, which is that it digests a little bit faster than like a full burger. Cause you got more, you got more nutrients to digest, absorb, meta- <laughs> like to get through that GI tract. It's a long thing. It's the length of a football field, your small intestine. Fun fact. I know. Yeah. If you were to like spread, lay it out with all the little microvilli that come in your small intestine. Yeah. Football field. I know. Isn't that nuts? Wow. Right. Yeah. So it does take, so it definitely takes less time. That's totally true. But, but compared to a burger, that would definitely produce more acid than the, I think my know, body banana. just is accustomed to di- having to digest food like burgers over vegetables. No, 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 over fruits. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, or maybe you just have have this allergy. You have this allergy, and therefore, this is what you have the stone fruit allergy. So now, fruit. Not if you're getting your vegetables, you don't. Okay, I eat more of it. I eat a lot of vegetables. I like vegetables. Okay, all right. So then you're good. You're good. Okay. So consensus on this thing? Don't love it. I would. I would give it to the groundhog. Actually, let's see if it goes well with cayenne, and see if that keeps (laughs) him awake or if that attracts him. Okay, so you so you had your coffee, you had your you had your water with the groundhog powder. Yep. Then you had, <laughs> then you fed the deer. You held, yep. you stood outside. You told the deer to come and eat the squash, the brown squash that you're not eating. And then what's for lunch? Okay, so the first thing I typically eat um, if I'm by myself. Okay, yeah. hold on. I'm gonna preface, preface okay. all by saying okay is that. My for me, food is joy and it's happiness. I, totally. I don't, look, I don't look at it like fuel, um, which so, I fully agree with. Yeah. 
So when I think of food, I like to be as hungry as possible because I like to have a fucking buffet. And I just want to <laughs> go to town on like whatever yes. takeout or whatever great restaurant I'm at. Like 100%. because I want to be able to eat as much as I can from a restaurant. There's right. no point in me going to a restaurant ordering one appetizer and one entree. It's just not going to yeah, happen. If I'm going, sad. I'm going to eat the whole menu. And yeah. so um, translate that to home and that idea doesn't go away. So I have to consciously try to tr- retrain myself when I'm at home. And so we started making, we, again, not me. Um, <laughs> there's these, like Bianca like makes these like fresh like veggie wraps with hummus and it's really delicious, but I don't make them for myself. So she doesn't make me those. I'll typically at home, I'll have an appetizer of like chips while I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what I want to eat. Okay. Um, if I was by myself and she wasn't home, I would probably get takeout or delivery. Oh, what kind? Like Thai Thomas. or like oh. burgers or What would be your order? What would be your order from a Thai restaurant? I like the hot dog. Okay, idea. so curry puffs are fantastic. I love curry puffs. Ooh. I love the spicy coconut soup stuff. I love noodles, uh, rice, everything. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. I know. That sounds so good. Would, but is there a dessert mixed into this? What about dessert? What's happening Sometimes- in the suburban dessert area? Um, realm of life. There's a lot of ice cream <laughs> shops. So sometimes oh. in the summertime, we'll drive to an ice cream shop. Like the other night we went and I got um, a black raspberry, which controversial, controversial fruit in my world. Black raspberry, isn't that a blackberry? But whatever. Interesting. Um, I know it? it's not, yeah. but it's literally but it a black could be. raspberry. Right. Um, and then Bianca got a watermelon sorbet and orange sherbet mixed together. Oh my gosh. Let's bring back the sherbet. Why are it. we eating that more? What Excuse is this? Me. Excuse me. What Excuse is this? Me. Hold on. This is my this is my cookbook. Wait, because I wait, hold on, hold on. Excuse me. Yeah. Sitting here with it. Sitting, okay. We're both holding up Kristen's <laughs> Kristen's this book. Is in my, this is in my book. Okay, this weekend I'm making this. I would not even think to put the sweet with the nori. What explain explain this recipe and also explain the difference between sherbet sherbet. <laughs> and ice cream and sorbet. So sherbet, yes. sherbet is basically a marriage of sorbet and ice cream. So it's not it's not full dairy and it's not full sorbet with no dairy. It's like a cross between. So it's like almost equal parts ish of like a fruit juice and then a milk. So <gasps> it's like it's icier, it's more refreshing, and it's less full fat dairy. It's everything I want in like an uh, an after dinner something. Yeah. Because it's rich, but it's not like overwhelming. Um, sounds amazingly delicious. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. What about fast foodies? Tell us, tell us about the show. Tell everyone about the show. Share. If you haven't seen fast foodies, I would say you're really missing something (laughs) epic. So fast foodies is basically 24 minutes of entertainment and comedy, but with an underlying like river of fucking really great food. So it basically opens with a special guest every episode who brings their favorite fast food. The three chefs, uh, myself being one, Justin Sutherland and Jeremy Ford, we basically try to copycat one like their dish. So it could be the egg McMuffin. So we try to nail it as, as close as we can. And so by nailing it, that means like if it's dry, make it dry. If the In-N-Out burger fries suck, make them suck. Like try to really, really capture it. Wow. Um, and then cool. the next round is the remix round, which is where we put our own spin, taking like the essence and the inspiration of the dish, but completely transforming it into like yeah. a very chef-driven 
like in our own style where we could put it on a menu. Okay. So were any of them really hard? Like were any of them really hard to actually do the recreation part? The recreation? Yes. There was one in this upcoming season because this upcoming season, we explored a lot of fast food, like regional fast food. So like chains or fast casual things that I, there are a few things that I had never had before in my life. And so like trying to pinpoint exactly what makes it what it is and then having to make it. So like there are sometimes, and basically this is all loose competition. So it's kind of like we care because we want to make good food for our guests, but we are also not like vying for like a massive check. So you, right. or vi- or like some sort of, a, it's not like the Olympics. Like correct. there's no medal at the end where you're like, I did it, this in and out soggy fry. Yeah. Not saying that they have those. I'm just oh, saying that no, their fries are terrible. In and out fries they are, are terrible. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never even, I, as a, as a true East Coast, I've really never even. They're dry. Really? Who, who do you think makes the best fry? McDonald's. This can, of course, thank you. I honestly, can I just say that I would choose McDonald's fries over maybe Basically, any there is no other fry for me in in when in when it comes to the top, the number one. Who else? Okay, so there's I, I have three favorite say. fries, and they're all in three different categories. So McDonald's for like that, you know, fast food French fry. Secondly, crinkle cut fries, Shake Shack, hands down, so delicious. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then third, my favorite fast food chain is Arby's, and they have the curly fry. <laughs> you just blew me away right there. <laughs> You so would you go, would you choose Arby's as like the go to? You'd be like, I'm going to I'm going for fast food. I'm going for yeah, Arby's. but Arby's, that would because be your Arby's doesn't exist on every corner, so it makes it also more. Yeah, boring. you're right. It's special. Yeah. Totally, it's special. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can we can we talk about Arlo Gray for a second? Yes. Can we switch gears here? Okay. I'm imagining you sitting down to being like, this is what I want on my restaurant. Yes. <laughs> Is that, that's what you did, right? Like you just sat down one day and you were like, took out a, (laughs) took out a feather pen and you were like, let me write this menu. This is my dream. Did you, did you have a mood board? What, like how, like what exactly? I had, (laughs) you were like on Pinterest. Were you pinning? I had, um, no. Oh God. How did it? I think I keep a running in my phone under notes. I keep running food ideas. Like I just, when I see something or I think of something and I kind of, I jot it down and I think that was my first place I went when I was looking at the menu. I was like, okay. And then what you have to do is you have to look at the seasons. And so I'm used to yeah. cooking on the East Coast. I know when things are right. certain vegetables and produce are in season. So I can do that kind of without thinking about it. Now, thinking of yeah. Texas, completely different seasonality on all the food, the, the proteins, everything. So Whoa. I wrote down the initial idea of the menu based off of all these ideas I had. And then I had to start picking apart and swapping out small things. So like when you think of developing a menu, it's like, okay, well, you're going to have your starters, which are like your cold things, maybe some tartars, vegetable forward items. And then you're going to move into like pastas and grains and different starches. And then you're going to move into your heavy proteins and then you move into your desserts. And so when you think of all the categories, you start plugging and playing is how I do it. Yeah. And then from there I start taking out, okay, well, pluots aren't in season during... Texas summer. So I'm going to take those out and I'm going to throw in strawberries. I don't know. And just tell us about a pluot. What's it's a like a, it's a stone fruit. It's um, it's like a plum. It looks like mm-hmm. a mini so you plum. Haven't really tr- so you couldn't really try it I know what they without taste hurting like. yourself. It's a smaller plum. That's cute. It's a pluot. Yeah, it's, a, it's adorable. It's a cute pluot. <laughs> it's adorable. But I used to be able to eat them. And then, okay. um, then the reaction, I think it's also because yeah. I got to be an adult and more responsible. So like that <laughs> iffy feeling and really discomfort 
feeling. Yeah, then you're just over it. Like no tolerance yeah, for that. But yeah, yeah I know yes. what I know what they taste like at the height of the season. I know what they taste like when they're green. Wow. I know what they taste like when, you know, hopefully if like I know I know the taste of a Michigan peach, but I also know the taste of a Texas peach, even though I've never had it. Wow. I don't know. You, wow. just, you just know. Yes. Wait, so how often does the menu change seasonally? Um, I wouldn't say seasonally because Texas is very different. We don't have four seasons in Texas. Hmm. There are... It's just real hot or real correct. cold. Correct. And by real cold, I mean tepid. Temperate. Like um, like 40. You know? Okay. Um, like our, our, our East Coast spring. Um, right. <laughs> that beautiful weather where we're taking off the jackets and putting on shorts. Um, right. It depends. It's out of boredom sometimes because you're like, yeah. okay, I'm sick of making this dish. Um, it also depends on time, like how much time there yeah. is. But typically we do rolling um, changes. Like things go out of season, we'll, we'll enter in something Start else. Start rolling. Or, cool. But typically every item on the menu has to stay on for a minimum of three months because if you start changing okay. it too much, then it doesn't even give your clientele and your guests like a chance to right. develop an opinion about it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. So what, so is there a recent change that you're really excited about? Like, is there one that you're thinking of as you say this, that you're like, I rolled off the pluots and I rolled in <laughs> the strawberries. <laughs> so we had, so I did, I developed this dessert. It was, um, I did it in the winter time. Uh, so uh-huh. it was like a lemon tart cause citrus, Citrus is a winter thing, right? So it was like this lemon mascarpone tart and it had like yuzu and Whoa. what else was on there? I can't remember. But Texas, strawberries on the East Coast come in hot summer. Strawberries yeah. in Texas come in not in the hot summer because it's too hot. So late, early spring. So Ooh, okay. it was this mashup of like, it was cold on the East Coast and cold where you get your citrus, but like you're also getting the summer Texas coming in. So like you can start to mash up things like strawberries and citrus, which in most people's brain are the same season. I feel like when people think citrus, they think yeah, it's summer. Yes. But it's not because totally. where we get our citrus from, it's too right. hot in the summer. So anyways, it's a winter right. thing. So being able to play with those two things coming in. And then now strawberries have started to go out because it's too hot. So we threw on like a matcha ice cream instead, took off the strawberries and now we're doing different fruits and berries. In this entire description, you named basically all of my favorite <laughs> things in one. Lemon, mascarpone, bar, tart yes. situation. Matcha, ice cream, matcha of any type. Matcha, delicious, anything, yeah. really, for me. Delicious, strawberries, citrus. That's yep. it. I could... <laughs> I feel like I would be happy with that. Like, that's really exciting. Okay, today's question is, what do you think is the most common myth when it comes to healthier eating habits? I think it's really this idea that you have to restrict a food, a nutrient, or the total amount of energy that you consume in a day in order to be healthier. I think that a lot of this comes from diet culture, right? This concept that you have to restrict, to cut back, to be less in order to achieve something more. When you think about that in real life, it's really honestly so ass backwards, right? Like we are looking to live healthier in order to feel better and to live more abundantly. So why would we take things away from our everyday lives? I think that, you know, when I approach this in practice and when I've worked with clients on this and it takes a while, it's very simple, but it's, it's honestly huge and it feels extremely hard is to think about where you can be inclusive. 
I'd say new mantra, more is more in 2021. I kind of boil this down even more specifically to produce. Where can you add more produce into your daily meals and snacks, into your lifestyle, into whatever is going on for you, depending on your life stage? The more that we can include more veggies, more fruit in ways that really work for us with the foods that we love, using our taste preferences and the foods that are available to us as our kind of blank canvas for starting out on how we're going to decide to include more, the better off we are. We've automatically created more nutritious meals and snacks just by nature of adding these little gifts of nature to us in the form of veggies and fruit. And we've also created an opportunity to experiment with the flavor of cuisine from around the world, right? Because I'm thinking right now I've got this baby eggplant in my fridge right now that I picked up at the farmer's market this weekend. I don't usually cook with that. So this is an opportunity for me to find new recipes that help me use something new in a way that I know I already like. When you can do that with produce, when you can consider where you can add more often and just start that small, let's say it's today you're gonna you know, add a piece of fruit to every snack that you have today. The more nutritious that meal automatically becomes, but it's also that much more satisfying. And you've also added this benefit of got, of getting creative, of thinking about where you can do something small that might have a real impact for you, not just right now, but a couple hours from now, right? Because we're not just eating for this moment or for some elusive state of well-being when we're older. I think it's really important that we consider how we physically feel, how fueled we feel, how energized we feel, and how much we enjoy the food that we actually eat. Right, guys? All right. So that's where I'm going to keep it for today. More is more in 2021. Think about where you can be inclusive and think about where you can add more produce more often to whatever it is that you enjoy eating. All right. So let's get back to our episode. Of course, you can find more of a deep dive on this topic on the On The Side YouTube channel. All right. Back to our interview. Okay. So can we go back to one thing that we haven't I don't feel like I spend enough time on this. <laughs> it is not relaxing if you're at home to make anything like that. You're not like, Bianca, I'm going to pull out the matcha ice cream tonight. I'm going to make some matcha ice cream tonight. No. I would do it if we were having like dinner guests over. Right? Yeah. But okay. like, what would you make? I don't, God, I would make, I don't know. I would probably make homemade pasta of some kind. I would, depending on the season, I would yeah. definitely like go all out and do something. But the problem right. is, is that it's my job. And I know. I know. I would do it for her if she wanted me to. Um, yeah. But I would never do it for myself because feeding myself good food, yeah. it comes by way of other people, right? Other chefs, right. Right? restaurants, the convenience of delivery, all these different things that makes me right. happy. But cooking for myself brings me no joy. Yeah. Like zero. <laughs> it actually feels like a no I it makes total sense no I know that makes total sense but I do think that I am I might put you to this when I come <laughs> over and say how about we try the pizza oven <laughs> yeah. in your new home just because that feels so novel I'm like wait a pizza oven can you go inside it? how do you clean it what happens in the pizza oven like <laughs> so like we we have my parents are coming for the I haven't seen them since fucking pandemic oh yeah my God. so they're coming that's amazing. they're coming over because now we actually have places like we can have family over and so they're coming over for an extended stay which i will fully be using the grill i will be using the pizza oven we'll be cooking family dinners in a more elaborate way than i would ever do for myself wow oh, yeah okay like what's on the menu for them 
anything that they want. Like I know my mom is going to want to, we'll definitely have like a little pizza party for sure where we can make our own pizzas. Um, Grilling, (laughs) grilling, smoking Uh out on the grill. I think it'll be really exciting um, because they they don't normally eat like that. Uh, Right. And then also I know my mom is a big seafood, New England seafood person. So like crab and lobster and like I'll make a lobster boil and we'll throw it out on the you know, table outside and just like go to town on seafood. The highlights of summer. What about with the pandemic? Anything you got into, like, like during quarantine, were you like, I'm going to also partake in a banana bread situation? Not really. Um, uh, Bianca got into gluten-free, dairy-free, sometimes mostly vegan desserts and baking through, through a book. It's called Sweet Laurel. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yes. I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. she just, she started like going to town on that okay. stuff. And then I started eating it. Right. And I was like, wow, this is great because I don't, I'm conscious of like how much meat I'm eating because sometimes it makes me feel like really yeah. heavy and kind of like gross. And it feels like my blood is like getting thicker or something. I don't know. So I'm more conscious about what I'm eating and what I'm putting in my body in order to sustain my entire life. Um, right. But Bianca definitely eats because it has reactions to her body, right? So, like, if she eats yeah. food and she's, like, nine months pregnant, like, yeah. the bloat. Yes, um, yes. She eats dip, feel it. She, like, can feel it in her chest. You know Ooh. what I mean? Like, things like that. So, yeah. that being said, if she's eating that way at home, I yeah, would most likely usually... eat that way at home as well. Now, let's go to your wedding for a second. Oh, yeah. First of all, mazel. Thank Massive you, too, mazel by tough. the way. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> We did it. When was your wedding? It was a couple months ago. Was it this year or was it 2020? April 18th, 2021. Wow. You're really, this is real newlywed stuff. It's amazing. Wait, did you have food at the wedding? Okay. So our wedding, um, it was definitely a wedding. I would call it more of a ceremony than anything. So we have been engaged since September, 2019. And so obviously pandemic and everything else hit and we're like, okay, well, it's not really a priority. We like want yeah. to get married sure but it's okay if we don't like right. let's, we can keep right. waiting and then at a certain point well we got this house and then yeah. we're then like I don't I think we just got tired of it we were just like let's just do it and so in in the great state of which we live you have to have a justice of the peace from registered in okay. the state like I couldn't get a one-day person right because we we're talking where I was okay. thinking about Stacy. Um, yeah. but it needed to be an ordained minister of the state or a justice of the peace on the registry. Too and also things. we're going to do it in our backyard and like inviting in, in someone to our home. Like it needs to feel yeah. personal. Anyways, long story short, I reached out to our real estate agent. Um, oh, great idea. That's yes, brilliant. Who then That's was like, brilliant. oh, a couple of my friends, two women got married by this person. And then I was like, oh my God, already? Yes. So then we had a two hour chat with this woman and she's like (sighs) asking us all these questions because she's like, listen, if you just want like a drive-by wedding, I'm not your girl. I want to make it special for you. Like all this stuff. And I was like, done. So So we chatted with her forever and she made, she created this beautiful, like beginning speech. And then we wrote our own vows and our family was on zoom. And it was just, that's what it was. Oh, that's so nice. family's in Australia. So it also didn't feel right to have an in-person wedding with my family and then not hers. Like totally, we needed to make it feel very equal on both sides. So that's what we did. Totally. So you did it in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Did you 
did you go out to eat after? No, did you have a cocktail we had, after? We had champagne mm. and we cheers with our champagne. We didn't finish the whole bottle because we couldn't. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> and then I made um, sweet potato tacos. Ooh, sweet potato tacos. Yeah. That sounds like a way to get, that's the way to get yeah. married. That's it. All you had to say was sweet potato tacos <laughs> and a justice of the peace who sat with you for two yeah. hours who was like, I'm here yes. for this. That's so glorious yeah. and lovely. Yeah. And then the day before, we weren't going to get new wedding bands, but we were like, let's yeah. just go look. Maybe we, we just, just look. look. And so we went and got, um, we each got a new band that we could use during the ceremony because apparently yes. you take off your engagement ring and you just do the wedding yeah. band. I don't know. I didn't know how any of this worked. Um, but anyway, yeah. so we wanted a new ring so we didn't have to like use our engagement bands. So the day before we went and got one. That is so glorious. It just feels nice to know that like something so special, like actually just going to get married could still remain just that special moment in time. Okay. Now we had the sweet potato tacos. Yeah. So we did. <laughs> so what we did is that we were, because we we're doing it out in the wedding or out in the backyard, I was like, like, we want some form of backdrop. Like, how do we do this? And so literally we went to home goods. <laughs> And found these wooden like bookshelves. So then we placed them and then we took a white bed sheet, no lie, and nailed it into the back. And so then we put picture frames and flowers all along these bookshelves, nailed it to the back. She stood with uh, the Justice's piece, Shelly. She stood with her back towards the backdrop um, because we do have neighbors. And I was like, this is like a hoopah. Yeah. This is ba okay. It was you great. basically had a Jewish wedding. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we set up, I moved over one of the outside tables that held the pizza oven. We moved it over, mm -hmm. put the computer up there and through our phone, recorded the whole thing on Zoom. And that was it. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. And now those two bookshelves are now in our home gym downstairs holding our weights. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Look at that full circle. And they, now they, I have a wife. Went from, <laughs> went from wedding, wife, weight holder. Yeah. That's it. But that's now you got, now you have three things you never really knew you might, you might, well, maybe, maybe two of those things you would want, but the third thing feels like a bonus. It's a just bo a weight I mean, holder. Just, we were like, well, what are we going to do with shelf. them? Put them in a the spare shelf. bedrooms. And then they're like, no. And then last night we literally moved them down to the basement to put our so weights nice. on them. Yeah. That's it. It's very nifty. Yeah. That's very nifty. Okay. I want you to stay here forever, <laughs> but I really feel I have I've really, we've only just scratched the surface. So you are going to have to come back again, but I do have to get through a few things yes. I want to get through. Okay. Because okay. there's a couple of things that I feel like we all need to know. Yeah. This is number one. I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm going to say it like this because I, it literally is the first thing that just came into my head, <laughs> 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 which is that let's just pretend. You're Richard Branson. This is what I mean. How am I, how am I starting a sentence like this? You're Richard Branson slash Jeff Bezos and okay. you have a rocket ship. Okay. One day of eating at these restaurants anywhere in the world. Tell us, what would it be? You know, what? I'm going to give you an unconventional answer and one that is probably more important than any restaurant or thing that I would want to eat myself. If I was that rich and I had that amount of money where I could fly myself to space, or billions of dollars to my name. I would probably spend it trying to feed other people that mm -hmm. don't have it, right? Oh, a thousand percent. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, no, the I, <gasps> the, I did not tee that up right. A thousand percent. First of all, I love that answer. Second of all, I didn't tee up the question right. The question is, <laughs> the if rocket I could go was really anywhere. more like, 
in this magical world, uh, you could go to like these different oh. places as as like a yeah. perfect day of eating the food. I would get myself to somewhere like a small tiny village along somewhere in the Mediterranean okay. and eat seafood that's being fished right out of the, the water, um, sitting on a rickety wooden chair that's just about to break, that I can smell the ocean air, that you have a layer of salt on your skin. Oh, yeah. The um, best. That you're eating with your hands, that you're kind of a little sweaty because it's beautiful yeah. out. Yeah. And just like amongst friends and great new people. Yes. What are you drinking? What are you going to drink? Ooh, ooh! Oh my God! Whatever local cold beer, light ooh. beer there is, yeah. or crappy table wine that's so yes. crappy that it's so delicious, and you're drinking it out of like a little water glass that's like mixed yes. from the table. And it's in a bot. It's in kind of like either a large green bottle or like yeah. but something like classic vintagey looking mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't need. I don't need white tablecloths. I don't need fancy silverware. Just give yeah. me. A- fucking cool experience and maybe a lobster claw maybe or i'll just use i'll just go or a rock yeah or rock. i'll just find a, a rock, rock will do water. it yeah <laughs> um gosh what dessert probably dessert um i guess it depends where i am like so when i was traveling in greece i think one of the greatest desserts that i ever had after a gorgeous seafood meal was slices of watermelon on crushed ice that was served <gasps> on crushed ice and that's it. It's just fruit on ice and you eat it and it's so cold and you get little bits of like crunchy, like that crunchy ice, ice the good ice. Yes, the good ice. The good ice or like, you know, like a really thick, like sour Greek yogurt with like a drizzle of honey or cake. I love cake. I love any cake Any kind of too. cake. Any, any, any kind of cake? Really, any kind. But there's got to be a favorite. Is there a fa- Are we going olive sure. oil cake? Which is what you reminded me of when you said Greece. How do you so, feel about an olive oil cake? Let's discuss. I love an olive oil cake. Okay. okay. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, olive oil cake. I, I have a recipe out on the interweb somewhere that's an olive oil cake with like fennel powder. I think I don't. I can't fully remember. Um, so don't quote me on my own recipe. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Uh, Cake. Okay, so my favorite cakes are like the really light, fluffy sponges with like cream and strawberries. I'm not a big chocolate person. So I'd say like pastries, cake, things with like cream, donuts, like things like that. Yeah. What do you think about a sweet and savory combo? Oh, 100%. 100%. Right? (laughs) Yes. Every dessert, cloyingly sweet is not my jam needs salt. It needs a little like maybe hint of like, like I said, fennel pollen, something a little bit savory to like balance out the sugar. Fennel pollen, folks. I just want to let us, I just want to sit with fennel pollen for a second. I'm sure there's really great health benefits somewhere. There are great benefits to fennel. I personally am fennel free. I don't like it. I've never liked it. But you know what's (gasps) weird about that is that I love licorice, black licorice. I'm the, the only person in the world. And I love Sambuca, which is another strange thing. Yeah. But you don't like don't. fennel. I just can't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something about it. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> wow. Okay, Here's noted. The thing. If you made me something with fennel in it, I can only imagine I would enjoy it. I, I wouldn't, I, I think I've just not had great fennel experiences. I, I <laughs> what if I used fennel, what if I took fennel and like transformed it into like a gummy, like pet de fruit, like where it's like licorice texture. Maybe it's the texture and the flavor combination that you don't like. Yeah, I think I would, I think I would, I think I could fuck with that for sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, I mean, once it gets more like licorice, (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Noted. Okay. Yeah. It's the right direction. All right. Before I let you go back to nature and hang, yeah. and also work on the pat de fuit situation yeah. licorice pat yeah, de fuit the mm-hmm. licorice pat before, <laughs> before I let you go and work on a snack for me that you'll ship here <laughs> um, we're going to do a quick rapid fire questions yeah okay okay favorite food memory chicken fingers dipping them in broccoli cheddar soup ooh from childhood is that a childhood memory that's beautiful mm-hmm. broccoli cheddar soup not something i've been thinking about in this heat but okay rapid fire Favorite way to order pizza or eat pizza? Oh, eat, oh, ranch dressing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Pepperoni and ranch dressing. Absolutely ranch. What about pineapple? I'm indifferent. Okay. I don't naturally go towards it, but if it was the only pizza on the table, I would eat it. But see, like, I'm thinking pineapple on the pizza with ranch dressing? Hmm. Oh, yeah. That sounds yeah. like heaven, right? Yeah. Back to the sweet totally. and savory. Okay. Most underappreciated food, in your opinion, would be what? Besides fennel. <laughs> parsley. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Parsley, is, parsley can transform a dish in a way, like a big handful of like chopped parsley and like a gorgeous creamy pasta. Or parsley leaves that are just like picked and thrown in my like mixed green salad. It's just a pop of amazing green freshness that I think it's one of the flavors that I really love. You're crushing this, but that was a that was beautiful, and I learned something major. I would never even think of that. Whoa. Okay, next biggest eating drinking trend that's gonna come at us is what? The no the no trend trend. The no trend trend. Love it. Trends to me is like everyone jumps on it, but like how does it how does it fit into like your own point of view? Right. Right. Yes. Yes, agree. Like baked feta pasta, for example, that like I feel like took down the internet momentarily. <laughs> I feel like whoever, listen, the kids that have taken over yeah. the TikTok yeah. are brilliant because I don't know how they make things go viral. And it was baked feta and tomato and pasta, which people have been making forever. Since the beginning of time. But when, See, a, right? when, a, when a child does it, or how old are these a child. kids? What, gener- what generation? It's post Z. Gen post, post Z. <laughs> But when they do it and they put it on an app that's like takes 10 seconds, I'm all for show ease of cooking, 100%. But like it, my, my mind is blown at how they can make something just go. Yeah, how? I don't, I don't understand. Know. Can someone do that with my book? Yeah. Because that would be great. I'm going to try. I'm definitely going to try. But this give is the thing. A, give it to a kid. I'm going to give it to <laughs> The f- I'm going outside. After I get off the phone with you, I'm get- going outside. I'm going to find a kid. I'm going to be like, listen, take this. Make it magic on TikTok immediately. If you're in a stroller, like- even better. You probably know how to work it better than I do. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in today to this episode of On the Side with Jackie London. If you enjoyed today's episode, please snap a screenshot of your podcast app on your phone, post it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jacqueline London RD to let me know your favorite takeaway from any part of the episode. If you're loving the show, if there's a topic you'd love to hear more about or a guest you'd love to listen to here, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can scroll down on your podcast app to where it says ratings and reviews and rate this one five stars, of course, and share your feedback. Your words might just be what the next person needs to tune in and start feeling more empowered and living better one meal or snack at a time. 
Of course, be sure to follow On The Side wherever you get your podcasts to ensure you won't miss out on any episodes. And remember to check us out. Check out the Q&A deep dive on the On The Side YouTube channel. This show is produced and edited by Elizabeth Evans Media Productions. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Keep in mind that any advice provided on this podcast is based off of my clinical judgment and application of research and practice as a registered dietitian, and it should not take the place of medical advice from your own personal physician. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.